yo, welcome back to the Locks Lounge with your boy, your host, Tim Nicholas. Tonight we are back in Arlington, Texas, back home in, in the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex with an amazing woman doing some amazing things in the DFW Metroplex. It is so good to be back in Texas, but certainly really great to be down with some black women who are just doing some great things and epitomizing what black excellence looks like. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce Miss Ashley Page. She's a newcomer to the show. How you doing, Miss Ashley? I'm pretty good, how are you? I'm good, so nice to have you on to the show. Likewise. Man, it's gonna be a great time with Miss Ashley. So uh, Miss Ashley is from Fort Worth, Texas, mm -hmm. and she is a business credit and collections professional. So she's doing a thing out here in the DFW community. Uh, you, you live in this community in Arlington, right? Yes. Okay. All right. Well, you know, it's, it's hot today. It's like, very hot. It's very, <laughs> very hot. So it's crazy. How do you how do you manage? I don't. This heat? Born and raised in Texas. I've never got used to this heat. It's hot. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm telling you, it is super hot, guys. Um, you know, currently being in May, um, it is it is really, really hot. But it, it normally doesn't get hot until about like June or July. Right. Mm -hmm. like, Correct. Like triple digit right. hot. We're ahead of the schedule. So <laughs> summer is frightening right now. <laughs> Well, it, it definitely is hot, but uh, but you know we got some hot topics to talk about yes, tonight for sure. So you know, guys, so we're gonna just go ahead and jump right in. Um, always, we like to talk about just the feel about the Locks Lounge. Mm -hmm. um, the Locks Lounge it really caters to a lot of barbers, beauty stylists, estheticians, you know, those types of uh, people in the industry, things right. of that nature. So my question to you mm -hmm. is. What was your first experience like being in a beauty salon? <sighs> so my first experience being in a beauty salon, I was a little girl. I probably was 11, okay. somewhere around that age. Um, growing up in the hood, um, my mother wanted to send me to the beauty beauty shop. I went, you know, got my hair done. Um, I was kind of terrified because I didn't know what to expect. You know, used yeah. to get my hair done at home. Mm -hmm. um, but I was kind of real timid and shy at the time. But it kind of worked out, you know. Um, it was a lot of chatter going on, you know, just being around other, a lot of women. Um, at the time, I think there may have been maybe one man there, but most of the time when a man was in the beauty salon, he was homosexual or whatever. But, mm -hmm. you know, nonetheless, it wasn't anything major or anything like that or off the wall. Right. But it was, it was just different, different, very different for me. Yeah. Okay. So my question to you is, did you have to, you know, get your hair straightened? Was it like a situation where you had to use the, you know, the, what's it, what are those things called? The, um, the ones with the, the uh, you know, the, the curling irons that they had back in the day used to put on the, the stove. The straightening comb. The straightening comb. Yes. Did you the have to comb. deal with that situation? No, I did not. Um, she sent me at the time, it's when everybody was wearing like the, uh, French rolls and stuff like that and buns. Mm -hmm. So she sent me to go get a French roll that I hated, but I got it because I had a, I had no choice. So, yeah, you know. Okay, okay. So a French roll. <laughs> a French roll. That's what it was called. <laughs> Are those similar to like uh, doobie wraps? Not, what is a doobie wrap? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess there are different terminologies all over the country, right? right? I guess it's just a, a, a wrap, I guess, where you just get a straight, a, a straight, straight curl or? No, it's different. It's different? Yeah. It's like literally rolled up on the back of your head in in a in a little roll. Really? Going alongside. <laughs> yeah. I got a question though. Now mm -hmm. living here in Texas for almost <clears throat> ten years. Right. I have seen a lot of women with very interesting hairstyles. Okay. Is that is that like a southern thing maybe? Is Depends it? on what kind of style you saw. 
I, I know there's been some styles I haven't been used to seeing unless I moved to the Texas. Right. I said, maybe they have their own style. <laughs> is that is that possible? It's highly possible. <laughs> highly possible. Yeah, highly possible. Okay, okay. Well, you, you look like you have, you know, great, great taste in, in the style. So, so I see, I see with the straightening, ain't nothing wrong with that. Yeah, ain't nothing wrong with it. Hey, whatever floats your boat. Absolutely. <laughs> um, let me ask you this, though. You know, just still staying on the topics of, like, barbershops, beauty salons, mm-hmm. and things like that. Do you believe that um, these types of institutions like barbershops, beauty salons, do you think that they have the same impact on our young people and our younger generation as they did from back in the day? I don't think so. I don't because we don't have as many youth being in those environments. You know, they're pretty much um, influenced by TV and music and games and stuff like that because they're inside. They're not out much. Um, They're doing their own thing, you know. So they're not in these environments as much as we were back in the day. Okay. Yeah. You know, I, I think that it, it definitely depends. You know, you'll you'll see in some of the urban communities mm-hmm. where uh, barbershops, beauty salons, they're still the staple of the community. Mm-hmm. But now you'll see a lot of salon suites. Right. Out. Yeah. And now people are investing into those to where it's more private right. services that they provide for their clients. So yeah. I think both of them are impactful, but in different ways. Yeah. Um, but I agree with you. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's not, there's not a lot of impact just because of the human interaction even nowadays. Right. Pandemic and th- those types of things. So now you have barbers coming into homes and right. being mobile barbers and, and hairstylists as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah. Sure. So. Well, we're going to dive right in, Miss Ashley. You know, you're, you hail from Fort Worth. You live here in Arlington in yep. the community. Tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. So I grew up in the east side of Fort Worth. Um, my parents, you know, kind of didn't have it all. It was, it was kind of rough coming up, but we managed, um, we eventually moved over to the Southwest side of Fort Worth, which where I graduated from. Um, I graduated from Southwest high school. Um, I currently have four children, you know, um, three boys and a girl. Definitely busy. Very busy. <laughs> Very busy. Um, I work in business and credit collections. Been doing that ten and a half years. You know. Nice. Yeah. So, so just living the life here in Texas. To four the best kids. of my abilities. Shout out to the four kid crew. <laughs> yes, I have four kids myself. Okay. I'm on the other side though. I have three girls and oh, a boy. So. Gotcha. Yeah. So I understand the whole process. I mean, you've been in the game a little bit longer than me. Mm-hmm. So shout out to you for <laughs> holding it down. <laughs> yeah. So as far as with your career, how did you, you know, decide on choosing into into your career, and you know, what's the benefit of being into that? So actually, I kind of stumbled across my career. I worked in transportation for a long, long time. And I used to work for a company called Siva Logistics. And I just happened to have a supervisor there who, you know, he just really, really liked, you know, working with me. Mm -hmm. And so he left the company. And he told me, he was like, Ashley, you know, I really want you to come with me. Um, If I ever have an opportunity, you know, I'll reach out. And he reached out to me. And at the time, I believe in stability. So I had been there five years. And I was like, "Mm, I don't know. And he was like, well, just, just hear him out. Okay, cool. Went to talk to him, you know, had my interview and I got in, you know, it was, it was beneficial for me at the time. Um, and so that's how I ended up getting into that role, which it served its purpose. It, it was really good for me to get into that. 
at the time. That's what's up. Yeah. And you so. said you've been doing this for over 10 years now. 10 and right? a half years. And I, I really love that. You know, one of the things that I've been recognizing mm -hmm. even in this day and age mm -hmm. is that, you know, people don't stay on jobs no more than three years now. Right. You know, high turnover in different yeah. companies, wanting to grow, wanting to get into entrepreneurship right. and things like that. And you continue to stay the course. Yeah. I think that's really dope. Thank you. But I totally understand why they chose the decisions that they made as well. For sure. Everything has its, you know, perks to it. So. Sure does. Yep. Yeah. I've been on both sides of the coin. I've yeah. Been working so. for somebody. Whatever and you works. Got, exactly. You, you got to do what you got to do, right? Yep. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So we got a we got a true longevity lady. She <laughs> she about to retire. She got a pension probably. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. So we're gonna dive right in. All right. right. All right. So May is Mental Health Awareness Month, as mm -hmm. you know, and and as you're probably aware, uh, suicide is just one of the leading causes of death in the United States. Unfortunately, uh, according to the National Institute of Mental Health, suicide was the second leading cause of death among individuals ages 10 through 34, and there were nearly two and a half times of the suicide rate, which was about 47,000 people, as there were homicides. And this was as of 2020, 19,000 people. So that means that over two and a half times people committed suicide over the mm. homicides in the United States. Mm. About 40% of those deaths were men and nearly 15% of those men were black. Mm. Uh, discussing men's mental health has always been a challenge. Yep. Um, it's been a challenge into the black community. However, we are starting to gain more traction with having more of those in-depth conversations, right? right? Um, why do you think it's very difficult for us black men to acknowledge uh, mm. mental health struggles? Well, there's like a stigma around black men, like, oh, they should be like this, per se. Um, and it kind of, you know, blocks them from being able to express themselves or having a voice, shall I say. Mm -hmm. um, and I think it's just a cycle of that that's just been passed down. Yeah. And a lot of men have been taught that, you know, even, even as boys that, oh, men shouldn't cry or don't do this, don't do that. And it's just something that's kind of like ingrained in them and they kind of roll with it, right. you know, like everything most times whatever happens as a child kind of rolls into adults. So you have grown men who as boys were always told to hush or don't do that or be quiet. So it's always suppressed. Right. And like anything, if it's suppressed, it's going to eventually come out in other manners. Yes. Like they're not taught how to um, uh, express themselves or how to manage emotions properly and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And this is something that's needed. Like this is a, a basic skill that is necessary. Yes. I agree. I agree with you. And we as men, and I, I can speak from my own experience, mm -hmm. being a, a young boy coming from a home, uh, a loving home, but mm -hmm. still a somewhat dysfunctional home. And, right. I, and I do speak on this place from a place of uh, a place of strength. Of course. Right. Um, I remember just not being able to express myself in certain ways. I also would see my my parents argue. So you would right. think that the way to communicate was through yelling. So right. you know you could repress all those different things, and it will only come out in one way, which would be to yell, to mm -hmm. throw things, anger, or saying, something, yeah, anger, right. And so um, I've learned even in my adult life that even when I went through struggles, you know, outside of the home or outside of you know um, you know being a child. I had to recognize that I still had so many childhood wounds. Mm -hmm. So I had to go back and identify mm -hmm. with those wounds as a man mm -hmm. in order to learn self-awareness, in order to learn, you know, that I can't be this particular way because if I am, 
um, those thoughts of suicide ideation could come up yeah. because I could feel as though, oh, I'm such a failure in life. I'm not being able to express myself. I'm, I'm, I'm no good. I've done too much. And, and we have those thoughts as men. And I think that we need to discuss them more. Yeah, you know? I agree. Um, and, and even with those thoughts, I think it's not just you, your experience. I think that's the majority of the experience because you have to understand as a black man, once you go out into the world, that's a whole nother ball game. Very much so. You have to deal with the world and then you have to come back home and be what you need to be for your home. Mm -hmm. It's like a double whammy. I mean, that's a lot to bear. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's overwhelming. And I think black men need to be affirmed more. You know, a lot of times we find ourselves catering to, towards, you know, women um, inadvertently, you know, not purposely, but we need to be diligent with trying to refocus that energy to black men as well because y'all need it, you know. Mm -hmm. If y'all are going to be the pillars and the providers, you know, or, or, you know, whatever it is that head of the household, then you need that support, you know, in all areas, including that uh, affirmation of mental health, having that space where you can feel comfortable um, and be at peace, you know, with opening up and expressing yourself. I agree, yeah. It's, it's, it's tough to be a man, a black man. I can only imagine. <laughs> <laughs> it is tough to be a black man yeah. in America. Um, it's tough to be black in America. For sure. And I'm, I'm going to go a little bit off script, okay? Um, you know, we're talking about mental health. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, yeah, I'm pretty sure you've seen the events, the tragic events that yes. happened in Buffalo over, mm -hmm. over the weekend. And um, just a tragic event of 10 African-Americans losing their life. Right. You know, and, and also having three other people shot Correct. as well. And the media always goes to the first question when you see a white gunman shoot black people right. in cold blood in broad daylight. Mm -hmm. The first thing they ask them is about their mental health. Right. They will put all the attention on their mental health. Right. But then when it comes to a man, a black man's mm -hmm. mental health or a black woman's mental health, that's where they're afraid of us. Yeah. That's where we are. Um, we are classified as angry black men and women. Correct. All those types of things. And it's so unfair, right? Mm -hmm. How do you think we kind of combat some of the stereotypes, even with us when it comes to our emotions and our mental health? Mm -hmm. How do you think we can combat those stereotypes? <sighs> How we can combat those stereotypes? First of all, we have to first understand that <clears throat> they're not true. Uh, we have to understand where they come from uh, to even address those and not to put so much um, energy into it because we know who's putting this out and it's to you know block us out. We know history has shown us that we as a people aren't as important. We're inferior or, you know, our tolerance for pain is, you know, minimum to none or we, <laughs> we can't even get, you know, um, the correct doses of medicine because we're supposed to feel all this pain. Right. We're, we're like inhumane in society. So I guess understanding where they place us and then trying to find a way to maneuver through that right. um, big time because, I mean, it's definitely a challenge for sure. It is. Yeah, I agree. It's unfortunate too. Yeah, it's very unfortunate. unfortunate. We, we are definitely... Living in a time where we, we cannot even be safe to go to the grocery store. Nowhere. Nowhere. Mm -hmm. You know, we could just out in broad daylight. And now broad daylight shootings are just becoming yeah. more and more prevalent. Right. Nowadays, they're increasing in all over the country. Um, being a native of Philadelphia, uh, I've been reading so many um, different things online about right. all of the different 
daylight shootings that are happening. A man got gunned down at a gas station last week. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've lost my cousin in in the city of Philadelphia to gun violence yeah. seven years ago, mm. and who actually was a barber. Wow. So, um, you know, it's just so unfortunate that gun violence is so prevalent in our community. Yeah. It's, it's, it's killing our communities in so many right. different ways. But the reason why it's not being addressed in the ways that it needs to be is because it's a money maker still. Of course. That's, and anything that's tied to, to money, Yep. It, they say that they're fighting gun, gun control laws and things like that. If it can still deal with killing people, if mm. it still puts money in the government's pockets, yep. if it still fuels funeral home costs and things like that towards Correct. the funeral homes, that's money too. Mm-hmm. Can't you can't bury anybody unless you got somebody to kill. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it, it all is connected together. Oh, most definitely, opinion. most definitely. But I would say, I mean, we can't prevent accidents from happening. But I would say we we definitely should be a little bit more not a little bit more. We should definitely just take make it a priority. Just be a little bit more. Um, you know. Um, Oh my God, my blank, my brain just went blank. Okay, Sorry. <laughs> but to be um, uh, vigilant while yeah. we're out, watch our surroundings. You know, just check everything out. Not to be distracted. A lot of people are on their phones, mm-hmm. um, doing other stuff. Not saying that that's what happens to the people that were, you know, victims of gun violence. But just to be proactive with, you know, our surroundings because we just never know. Never. We never know. But just take that few seconds or even a minute or two just to assess, you know, things before you get out, you know, and you just never know. You might save your life, others' lives, just mm. prevent it in, in its entirety. But, yeah, you know. Gun control, we need it. We need it in our communities, but stop picking up a gun every time right. man, something happens. Like, yo, we got to be able to talk these things through. Yeah. We can't, we can't combat everybody that hates us. Yeah. But at the same time, we can try to prevent it as much as we can by having these conversations. We got to fix our hearts. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, we got to be able to have these talks about mental health. Yeah. I think it starts there too. Yeah. So. Most definitely. There seems to be a lot of talk um, within the community about alpha men and women mm-hmm. versus beta men right. and women, right? And the roles that each play in the relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you think that this inferiority complex comes from? <sighs> <laughs> this complex, I think, I think it comes from something way back when. You know, when let me let me reverse that. This came from this society that we live in. We live in a patriarchal society okay. where. Um, it's been known that, you know, men were, you know, superior to women and women were inferior. We all know nowadays that's not necessarily the case. However, some people still carry this mindset. Um, that's one factor. Another factor, some people were raised this way. You know, their, their, their mother or father has groomed them to believe that, you know, you are, you know, A, B, C, or D, or this is what you do to, to be this submissive form to this, you know, superior factor. Mm, okay. So I got a question mm-hmm. for you. Um, when it comes to, I believe that men and women are equal. Okay. So I don't think that a superiority or inferior inferiority complex should be in place when you're in a relationship. Mm-hmm. I do believe that it's 
partnership over ownership. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times when we get in relationships, the second we start to think that we own that person, mm -hmm. we, we own ourselves. Correct. We are, we are owner of our thoughts, our minds, our actions, and that other person is responsible for themselves. Yep. When we get into a relationship, it's, it's partnership. So, but I wanted to know, do you think that submission should be earned or just given because of the role that you so I'll say this um, I agree with you um, that relate all the alpha betas I, I dispel all that 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 shit does not play a role in my book mm -hmm. because again men and women we're equal but you know if we're going to be together the partnership that means that we've discussed what we're going to do and then we work you know together to make this happen I believe in balance so um Fuck, what you ask me again? <laughs> she forgot the question. <laughs> so, do you believe submission should be earned but not given? Okay, that was it. <laughs> okay. Submission is not an entitlement. It is not an obligation. It is something that's going to come natural if the order of things are going as they should be going. That makes sense? It makes sense, but who is to determine what goes in a particular way I don't think anybody's determining that it's like okay I believe in order I believe in the natural flow of things if you get a man and a woman together and <clears throat> they say hey this is what we're going to we're going to do a woman is naturally by design she's going to naturally be submissive to a man who's she feels leading her re being respectable and doing it she's naturally going to do that so it's not anything she has to try to do or, you know, she's been forced to do or anything like that, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm, yeah. Does. So she's naturally going to do that. So. Is every woman going to do it? No, because every woman doesn't have the same mindset. That part. Some women are just straight out combative. You have some women who are, um, I don't need a man. And they have been taught a certain thing about men, so they don't even respect men. So if she don't respect him, she's definitely not going to be submissive to him. She wants to be his role, or she's in his role. So she, she doesn't know, she doesn't even know how. Let me throw a scenario out here mm -hmm. for you. You and I, we are together, right? Uh -huh. And let's just say hypothetically, you make a lot more money than I make. Mm -hmm. Not because I'm at home lazy or anything, but my profession. What if I'm a teacher? Mm -hmm. I, we already know teachers don't, they're not setting the world on fire with money, right? right? Yeah. Let's just say you're a high-powered attorney, this, that, and the third, right. and you make all this money. Mm -hmm. Do you feel as though because of the money that you're making that you, should be, you shouldn't be submissive with No, me? I don't. I don't see it like that. I don't, I don't have a traditional mindset when it comes to stuff like that. A man is going to be the man. He's going to be the head, you know. So if I'm the breadwinner, then nobody's going to know that but he and I. You know what mm. I'm saying? So it's not going to be hung over his head. I'm not going to boss him around like I'm his mother or anything like that. So, no, mm. absolutely not. Okay. Yeah. Because you have some women who believe that they will put their trust in men if they make a certain amount of money. Right. All the, they put different parameters on, okay, I'll be submissive if. Right. And to me, I feel as though that's unfair. It is. I believe that regardless of men, when it comes to money, um, I think, of course, you got to do what you got to do. Mm -hmm. Like, without question, fellas, we got to do what we got to do. Right. Take care of our homes best way we know how. Yep. Um, so I, I say that, but I also think that it, it's all about how he leads. True. Now you can teach a beta man how to 
have alpha qualities and, and things like that. You can teach him that. You could try. You could try. Yeah. The, um, but he has to be receptive mm-hmm. to that. It's a lot of building men that I can, I, I see your face, so mm-hmm. I understand what, you, what yeah. you're feeling. Well, let me ask you this, Miss. <laughs> so just for the viewers to know, um, I'm sitting next to a, a, a Leo. So she's a fire <laughs> sign, which means she's a firecracker. <sighs> so, um, Miss Ashley. Yep. Are you an alpha woman or a beta woman? If I had to choose one, I would be an alpha. I would be. I, I could see that. No, no shade. No shade. <laughs> but I know a little bit about your story. You, right. You know, you've said you have four children. Yeah. Single parent. Right. So you've had to wear, take this role. Take right. this role. Mm-hmm. So in those situations, you got to be alpha. Right. Got to. Yeah. And, and you know, Leos are alphas anyway. I mean, that's just <laughs> call a spade a spade. <laughs> y'all, y'all, I'm just messing with it when it comes to that. But, uh, but for sure, you've you've definitely had to wear multiple hats. For sure. And for you, does it get tiring to wear that hat? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. You're you're human, and um, a person can only do so much. Like you're stretched thin, mm. you know. For one, you know, this is a little off topic. Um, raising children, it's supposed to be. You know, no, we, we. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> Sorry, y'all. We got a flying here that just keep keep um, bothering us. <laughs> but no, raising children, it was meant to be a, a, a two parent thing. But when you have single parents raising children, then you are, you know, you're mom and dad at some points, you yeah. know, and all those other hats that you have to wear. So you're naturally going to be stretched thin. You yeah. don't, you don't always have the energy or the mental capacity to feel all those hats, but you have to do it the best way you know how. So. So how can you adjust? Let's say you do find an alpha man or a man. Uh, mm-hmm. I take that back. What if an alpha man finds you? Mm-hmm. And you happen to get in a relationship with mm-hmm. him. How do you adjust to if he says, "Hey, if this is, I see that this is how it should go, and it's mm-hmm. going to go this way." Mm-hmm. What if he's lovingly put his, putting his feet down? How do you adjust? adjust lovingly putting his feet down, doing what? To what? <clears throat> he's being the leader by guiding into decisions. Now, when I say that, it doesn't mean that your input is not valuable right. of course it doesn't mean that it's just saying that listen this is this is i, I believe it's gonna it should go this way because yeah. he can hear right what you say but what if he makes still makes a, the opposite decision how do you deal meaning with that? he's gonna be the lead yes. uh me again also uh, i haven't always been this way because before i would have been like uh no i don't think so now um i've learned over the past several years like i'm not um dependent to the point to where i don't know how to step down and let a man lead i'm not in that place so if that was to come around it would be more of like a relief because you know i believe in masculine and feminine energy everybody has it but you know a lot of women nowadays are mostly in masculine energy because they are having to be providers they're being the primary you know caretakers and stuff like that so it allows me to relax and step out of my masculine energy and to step into my feminine energy almost like you know let your hair down relax and just be a woman right it allows me to be that and i will be i'm open to that i'm open to that yeah Okay. okay most definitely like okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. Y'all hear that? <laughs> so it's, it's you're right. Ma- masculine energy versus feminine energy right. is a very hot topic yep. right now. You have men who are 
just tired of women who have feminine energy. But then on the other side, you have women who are carrying masculine energy who are tired mm -hmm. of carrying masculine energy. Mm -hmm. They want to live in their femininity. Right. Um, I think that we need to start having more conversations about uh, what roles look like. Right. Um, so that there aren't any confusion, that we're not having blurred lines in right. relationships. Mm -hmm. I think we as men, we have to learn to be servant leaders as, as instead of being dominant leaders. Yeah. We, we dominate our homes, but at the same time, we already know this when, when it comes to a man and a woman. Right. When you are in a relationship with a, with a woman, as a man, for me, it's like I, I provide mm -hmm. and you multiply. Right. So... If we got a house, you make it a home. Right. If it's, you know, making decisions, we do it together. Right. You know, and and most most guys that serve and lead, they don't really want to be in control of everything. Right. They want to be able to trust someone mm -hmm. that to give yeah. like that to kind support. of input. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Like they said, the head and the neck, you know, can't have one without the other. Yeah. That's how I go. Yeah. She got it. The head I, and neck. I, I get know. it. I, I don't trust talk about. I get it. I do. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. I like it. I like yeah, it. Yeah. Y'all hear this, right? We got a <laughs> we got an alpha woman who is who is dying to be fem more feminine around. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like, and, and honestly, like seriously, like <clears throat> not too long ago, there was a gentleman I had met, and he was that like masculine energy, and it was always like you know just sit, you know sit down, do this. Are you okay? He catered to me, and I had a hard time like. I didn't know what to do. Like, I feel like I need to do something. And he didn't want me to do anything but just to sit. Yeah. And I feel like I need to do something. Mm. And I had to. <laughs> had to learn. Yeah. Just be, girl. Just be. That's real. Yeah, That's just real. be. <laughs> so how do you think we can start having some of these more genuine conversations amongst men and women? Um, and partners, too. We're not, we not partial to the, you know, to the LGBT Q community, right. so also partnerships as well, so domestic mm -hmm. partnerships. How can we start having these conversations? Well, you just have to first address it. Like, you, you just have to present it, you know, and the person has to be receptive to even listening, you know, because we can all talk. Like, I can talk at you, but can we communicate? Like, are you going to listen to me when I talk, you know, are you, and vice versa um, and stuff like that? Are you going to uh, be in defense, you know? You know who you're talking to. We just have to do it, like, at the end of the day. We just have to talk. Okay. Just gotta talk. Gotta, gotta talk. Gotta learn to have conversations. Um, I would just recommend to the men that a um, couple of things, and you can, you know, him, you know, if, if agree, disagree. Mm -hmm. um, I think that we as men can learn. We can learn a thing or two from women on how we can connect with them. So when they tell us something, we we should not automatically get offended by what you're saying to us. Mm -hmm. um, I think sometimes with strong black women, mm -hmm. there needs to be uh, sometimes a, a better delivery at times. Yeah. So I think that if we can learn to connect with each other, mm -hmm. then the comprehension comes in. I agree. You know, So I think that's another way to bridge the gap because so many yeah. times you hear men complain about how she says things to mm -hmm. him, makes him feel disrespected, and above all, that's how we, we get love is respect. Right. That's how we, we understand love. Right. And so if, if it's said differently, but if we can understand it and and hear and understand you, you mm -hmm. ladies, I think we can start to communicate better. I agree with you 200%. Um, 
again, uh, delivery is everything. It's everything. Um, especially if you're talking about a maid or a person of interest, um, <laughs> you don't want to be on, you know, <laughs> on edges. You want them to receive you in the best way possible yeah. um, and be open to listening to you. Because I know a lot of men, once you're talking to them a certain kind of way, they automatically shut down. And I understand because I do the same thing. Like, there's a way you can handle me, you know, to where I'm receptive to you. Otherwise, I'm going to shut out. Yeah. That's good. So, so yeah. talk soft to you. Talk soft to me. I'm not a, <laughs> not a child. Don't yell at me. <laughs> Do not yell at me. <laughs> talk gently. Talk gently. Yeah. I, like I hear you. I, and I will listen. I will respond. I promise you. Okay. So, but, but, but above all that, like, most times people want to be understood, you know, and so... If you sit and approach somebody and say, hey, I want to talk to you like that versus, hey, you know, mm -hmm. what? You know, you automatically go into defense. Right. And so you just have to be careful or be mindful of how you're presenting stuff to people. Like it. That's real. So, yeah. Presentation. Wrap it up with a bow. Wrap it up with a bow. <laughs> That's what you got to do. Do it nicely, right? <laughs> talk to me nicely. That's right. All right, guys, so we are going to get into uh, a, one of the best topics that I'm pretty sure all of us love talking about. Let's talk about sex, baby. <laughs> all right, so we know sex is a huge topic in relationships, as it should be. Mm -hmm. uh, far too many times, though, we tend to seek physical connection without being interested in the intangibles. Um, when you go onto an on you know, oh, let me start that over. Mm -hmm. So when you go into a, uh, to a dating app, for example, such as Facebook dating, uh, there's a radio button that you can select. Uh, it shows you exactly what you're looking for. Um, so you can actually look at looking for friendship, uh, something casual, mm -hmm. long-term relationships. You can like actually put in those different radio buttons and right. the next thing you know, those people can pop right. up. There you go. I, now, I admit, I tested it. I, I did go on Facebook dating only to test it because uh, there's some crazy people on there. But I, I had to do a little little bit of research I on understand. this. You know, and uh, needless to say, yeah, it, it, it's an interesting site. And I've heard different types of stories mm -hmm. on it and things like that. So, um, but it's really interesting about that. Yeah. So, you know, my question to you is, why do you think people don't look at courting nowadays? They just look at just the the sexual part because our parents used to court our grandparents yeah, they used did. to do that well you have to understand like the society we live in plays a big part in this we live in a hyper sexualized society and everything is sex this sex that sex sales sex is in music sex is on tv right. um they're introducing sex to kids now you know sex is everywhere so that's why it's, it's like we want sex we want sex sex is instant gratification mm -hmm. um and if you want instant gratification then you're not trying to court anything you're not so it it eliminates that. Right, I agree. But what if you have a situation where you let's just I'm a, I'm a always I'm a scenario <laughs> person. I like to throw stories and different things out there. Okay. Right? Um, well, let's just say you you are interested in a guy, right? Okay. And we all know that the first way of being attracted is you got to see him, right? Right. Um, what if you guys went on the first date? and you guys hit it off, the vibe was amazing, and you hit it off, and boom, that happens, right? Yeah. Does that, is that a bad thing that that happened, even though it was the sex part, but what if it is still tied into 
building something together and that just so happened because of the vibe is good i'm gonna say this that completely depends on the person and what it is that they're looking for at that point in their life um me i can I, i'm open-minded so i can see the benefit of both if you're not really looking for anything you're looking to just have fun you feel like you click with this person on your first date maybe y'all had an amazing conversation whatever the case may be two mutually consenting adults decide that that's what they want to do have at it whatever floats your boat however for people you know who are looking for a little bit more substance um and when wanting people to see you know more about them than what the eye meets they're probably not going to be so easy to do something like that because they don't want to jeopardize you know um any long-term connection per se right. um so it, it will totally depend on that person and what they're looking for I agree. I think it also is about, like you say, what you're looking for. Yep. You know, if, if a person is looking for companionship, mm -hmm. you know, say that. Mm -hmm. what, what type of companionship are you looking for? Are you right. looking for physical companionship? Right. Emotional? What exactly are you looking for? Tell yeah. people up front and give them that option to choose if that's what they want to be a part of or not. And too many times, as I can only speak for us men, yeah. <laughs> especially us men, um, we need to make sure that we put our intentions out there yeah, and let that person decide if it's a yes cool if it's a no it's not the end of the world move on Just to the next move on to the next i agree 200 yeah. um but you know again society and the way society is going you have women who are doing the exact same thing that men are doing out here um i'm not one of them women but hey it's a <laughs> bunch of them out here that are I'm not knocking them, you know, whatever floats your boat. But you need to be upfront about what your intentions are or what it is that you're looking for. Now, mm. you can make a decision to do that and it could go a completely different direction. Nobody knows what that's going to be right. until you do it. But you have to understand <laughs> that anytime you get sex involved, it tends to change the dynamic of whatever you're doing. So you need to make sure that, you know, this is what you want to do or or if this is who you want to be doing that with, you know, right. I'll say. Do you think that cancel culture has any, uh, <clears throat> is, is it, uh, for lack of connectivity purposes, do you think that cancel culture has a huge thing to do with that? What is cancel culture to you? Well, cancel culture to me is it can it can be something as far as going against the grain and not being accepted for it or mm -hmm. being shunned from it. Mm -hmm. um, in this particular case, I believe in this when it, we're talking about sex and mm -hmm. relationships, it could just mean something as simple as not being compatible with that person or not yeah. giving them the opportunity to like fully learn them, mm -hmm. or it could be one thing that that person doesn't like. And you cancel them off yeah. the bat, right? Yeah. So, so that's what I feel like to me. Okay, mm -hmm. let's just. A lot of times, people just are like, "Listen, I just want to have the mm -hmm. the physical companionship because I don't even want to deal with the rest of the stuff." Because yeah. what's the point? Yeah. So, I mean, what do you think? I wouldn't say cancel culture has anything to do with it because I mean everything is pretty much out in the open out here nowadays. Everything is out in the open. Everything goes. There's not really anything that's like unacceptable. I mean, everything is happening. So I, I wouldn't say that is the lack of connectivity. I would simply say it's just people um, wanting to, you know, fill a void. That's what I'm gonna say. Okay. People want to fill a void because. What 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 is the purpose of having sex anyway? Is it just for pleasure or is it for bonding? What is it? What is the, what is the purpose? 
I mean, it feel good, don't it? It feel good. <laughs> but, but the original purpose of sex is for reproduction and bonding purposes. But we've casualized sex so much that it's taken away from that. And it's mostly pleasure. And so when you get into that area, that's when you get all these other different scenarios that come along with having sex just for fun. But sex you said what is sex for right it is for reproduction, reproduction. but what if what if i'm done with reproducing and what if now i'm just i'm just i'm playing devil's advocate here. i'm just want to know what if it, hey, i'm done having these kids i'm trying to have a good right. time now so and again are you out here just casually having a good time with random pop-ups here and there or you got a partner and y'all are both done and this is what y'all want to do no what if i had a partner if i got a partner and you I'm got like, a partner didn't have sex all you want you know it's pleasure what? right it's pleasure but <laughs> it's a bonding thing because you it have a bonding. partner and so you, from that way you're you're reproducing more feelings right because if you got a random person you're not bonding you just just want to get your rocks off you're not bonding at all that's true that's so true. it depends on what you're trying to do yeah back to which goes back to the original point of just telling being upfront about what you what you want mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people i mean i'm gonna say a lot of people it's mostly been men but women do the same thing sometimes where they'll you know fabricate something or pretend that you know they want something so that they can get this physical gratification from a person and it's just not fair this is how you end up in these situationships mm -hmm. don't nobody want to deal with situationships i i don't i don't know about you you know i'm i'm all about monogamy yeah i would prefer that right you know, um as a as a but i will say this you know um it, having you know failed relationships in the past yeah it makes me honestly sometimes say listen the companionship route depending on like that person yeah i'm okay with because i'm not saying i'm okay with it but yeah. it's like i i value marriage above right. all like i, I want to be remarried and everything right but i also know that being burned sometimes it discourages you from putting yourself back out there yep and so it's like i don't want to even put myself out there at all mm -hmm. not even on a companionship physical level yeah. because it's like now i got to put myself spiritually like spiritually mm -hmm. there's still that soul tie that's tied yep. to it yep. and then there's the element of okay the then in my particular case and <laughs> fellas i know y'all probably have been through this but i'm gonna throw a scenario out here for you and i'm gonna tell you how it goes unfortunately with with you ladies <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> and i know and, and you can tell us you can, yeah i know you're ready right mm -hmm. yeah there are some women not mm -hmm. all women there are some women that let's just say you get you are, become physical with them mm -hmm. without the establishment of an exclusive relationship. Mm -hmm. That woman w can manipulate the situation mm -hmm. at times, believing that if she provides this gratification to a man, mm -hmm. he's automatically he automatically needs to choose her because she's already given up her body yep. to him. Yep. And then he not communicating what he's supposed to communicate. Mm -hmm. He goes along with it. Yep. It's not really, really what he truly wanted deep down. What does he end up doing in most cases when things start hitting the fan? Yeah. He starts to step out. Yep. He starts to put his energy into other things. He's really not engaging with her. Yep. It, so it goes both ways, mm -hmm. but you got to admit, sometimes a woman can use that for manipulation. Yeah. And I think that's been my, my case in, in some yeah. situations. I'm going to say this. I don't think she necessarily uses it as manipulation. 
again, this goes back to the natural form of things. Women are inward beings and men are outward. We are receivers where men are... Um, um, or givers? Givers. Mm -hmm. So you have to understand that it's a, it's a woman's natural nature to be emotional, to be nurturing, to be caring. So once you delve into her um, physically, um, it's going to tap into those things. She's in her natural state. If you don't want that, don't do it. I have this mantra. If you don't want any kind of emotional dealing, stop doing emotional shit, period. Mm. Don't do it. Uh, if you don't want this woman, stop sleeping with her. Stop pillow talking. Stop sitting up cuddling and all this. Don't do it. Um, like you said, there, there, there are some people out here who they, they're emotionally desensitized. And they can do that. But do you really want to, you know, gamble that way? That's you know, because the moment you lay down with somebody, you don't know what kind of energy these people got on them. Mm. I'm a firm believer. I believe in... Um, uh, what they call it sexually transmitted demons i believe in it 200 sexually transmitted yes. demons so you don't wow. you don't know the energy that's on this person you don't yeah. know what they're carrying and you're going to you get fragments of a person once you lay down and have sex with them you don't get to choose what parts that you take up so when you're just out here doing this all random thing with these random people then you have to be willing to deal with the consequences that's real and if you don't want that do not do it and that comes along with being able to control yourself and having a little discipline. And if you haven't learned that lesson yet, then, you know, hey, so be it. What was you? Because you're going to learn the hard way. Mm. Wow. She preaching to us, y'all. Yeah. She so. preaching to us. That's real. Yeah. And I felt that in my spirit. <laughs> I really felt that. Thank yeah. you. You're you know, welcome. We, yeah. we, we got to be able to, um, number one, exhibit self-control. And that can be a difficult thing, but it's necessary, too. Yeah. And just like, you know, we as men struggle with it, self-control, yeah. women do, too. Right. It's no different. So we all have some of, some of the same struggles. So we shouldn't use that as an excuse, right? Yeah. Um, I also like the fact that you talked about sexually transmitted demons. Mm -hmm. Never heard that before. So write <laughs> that down. She probably going, she, she got that one down locked. So, and yeah. that's true because we don't get to choose what kind of soul ties we, you know, we take on with that that's person. Correct. So if you do that with multiple people over yep. and over again, man, you don't know which way you're going from left to right, east exactly. to west. And you, you could be confused, even though you might have a great life. Yep. You might have a really good life, but you feel crappy and shitty on it yeah. on the inside because you've let so many people enter that yep. space of you. That's right. That's real. And I'll say this. Uh, I'm not saying that to men. Like, I'm not going to put that ball in a man's lap and say, hey, men, y'all need to not do this because women need to be accountable. Women know how to say no, too. She needs to have some control. She could not do it. She can, you know, not try to use sex as a bargaining tool to get, you know, somebody to like her. This is your body. Your body is a temple. You should be a little bit more considerate about who you choose to have in it. You That's know, right. so you can't make this decision, let him in, and then expect him to fulfill a, a void that you have and then, you know, put that on him because he's not going to understand it and you're going to run him off anyway because... He was never supposed to be done. That's, you, you're, you're looking for, you're putting a Band-Aid on something that's bleeding, and you need to fix that. Mm, that's real. So. Man, that's good. That's yeah. good. <sighs> Definitely some good thinking tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, I, I think that it's, that's something that also is tied to mental health as well. Yep. Um, because we, we have 
these desensitized situations mm -hmm. where people are just casually having sex yep. and then we're having to deal with the emotional trauma of people walking away from relationships, mm -hmm. doing negative things in the relationship, outside of the relationship, right. unknowns to end the relationship. And so that messes with a person's mental aspect because now it's like, okay, you start to question, uh, why was why was I wrong? Why right. did that person do wrong to me? Or right. Why uh, why did that happen to me? Why didn't you just tell me up front why, mm -hmm. what you were really thinking? Mm -hmm. um, it really ties into a person's um, self esteem. Yep. So we we have to be very careful with the energy that we put out. Um, you're absolutely right. Yeah. 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 It's good. It's good. Most definitely. Yeah. So I know we've talked a lot, a lot of things tonight. We talked about mental health. We talked about, you know, sex. Yep. Um, but I wanted to ask you a personal question. Okay. If I may. Sure. You take care of so many people. Mm -hmm. You know, you take care of your children. You're at work. You're a full-time mom, full-time right. worker. What are some things that you do for self-care? So that's a daily thing because I'm having to constantly decompress. So... Every morning I wake up, I'm typically singing. I'm not gonna lie, I always got a, a song in my head. Mm -hmm. I sing, I get in my shower, I have mantras. I tell myself, I pretty much prep my day, I prepare. Um, and, and one of my mantras, it is, you know, um, oh my God, my brain. <laughs> <laughs> it is, uh, anyway, the mantra is don't worry, uh, don't wonder, the universe has me covered. And I just leave that there. Okay. That alleviates that and that kind of preps me. And then I listen to music. But self-care can look like so many different things on any given day. Um, so, and it, it all depends on how I'm feeling, what's going on. But I definitely have many little things that I do on any given day hmm. to decompress. I like that. So yeah. music is one thing. Music is a big thing. Yep. Okay. Okay. Um, <clears throat> oh, I like that. Yep. Are you a fan of massages? I am a fan of massages. I just had a massage probably about a month ago. Probably do for another one. But <laughs> um, massages, I think, are um, necessary because what people fail to understand is that every day we're feeling certain kind of ways. Your body holds emotions in your body, mm -hmm. um, and you need to have that moved around. A lot of people work out. They do other stuff, but some people just can't. But a massage definitely helps with that. You know, it moves energy around. It gets your blood circulating, and, it, you know, it's like a release. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Something I do <laughs> myself care, but I, we do it every day, mm -hmm. you know. But um, showers are just some of the best self-care things ever. Some yeah. people take baths, but for me, it's, it's a mental cleansing. Mm -hmm. So it's like I get to wash all the stress, all the emotions, all the anger, all the right. sadness, if I had any. I get to wash that off from the right. day and I could just go to sleep with a clean slate, pray yeah. and just go to sleep with a clean slate. So uh, I, something that we should do every day, shower, yeah. but, it's, but it's also the mental aspect right. that's tied to it where it's like, yeah, I could be in the shower listening to music. I could right. be, you know, those types of things. Yeah. But it just is able, I'm able to decompress from yeah. it. Yeah. Water is definitely a, a healing mechanism too, anyway, automatically. Mm. We was, we we grew in water, you know, we came from water. So mm. it's naturally going to be a soothing element. When yeah. it comes to self-care so yeah, that's good yeah always remember water is it water is it you gotta be if take a <laughs> uh, if you at work get you one of those spray like the little <laughs> mist sprays and just tell me good you could be at your desk and hey, just spritz just walk through it 
<laughs> nah, um, but um, but that's good. Yeah. Thank you. Thank thank you're you for welcome. that. You're no. welcome. All right. So um, one question that I have for mm-hmm. you, another question, is uh, you know here at the Locks Lounge, Lock stands for if you haven't heard already, it stands for living to overcome cultural stereotypes. Um, being in the black community, being an African-American woman, uh, what is one cultural stereotype that you would like us to see, you know, kind of move away from? That this this whole, um, this, this uh, what they call it, overly independent. Like we're not overly independent. Some of us, we had to women? be. Yeah, as far as women, okay. we're not overly independent. We just had to survive. And part of surviving was to make a way. And that looks like, over independence to some people, and that's just not the case. Yeah. We don't choose this, we had no choice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, that's true. Okay, so overly independent women is yeah. a cultural stereotype that Ashley <laughs> like to give way with. It's just that she, as she's just mentioned, being, you know, being a single mother, as someone who works hard as a full-time worker, you know, you gotta, you gotta do what you gotta do and you gotta make a way. Yeah. So it's not necessarily overly dependent, independent. It's more so, it's tough to depend on someone because I'm all I got. Right. And we, we make a way, so. That's, that's right. Real. Okay. That is right. That's a good one. That's yeah. definitely a good one. Well, it's definitely been fun chopping it up with you in Likewise. the round. Just been dope. So we're gonna move into another segment of the show. It's called In the Chair, right? All right. So you sitting in the chair. <laughs> So guys, in a chair is something totally dope. Uh, it's, it's just a, it, it's, it's a little bit of more shop talk, but. Okay. Uh, let me start that part over. Okay. All right. All right, so are you ready for uh, our next segment? I think so. Our next part of the show is called In the Chair. Okay. All right, so even though you're sitting in the chair, it's about to get a little bit hotter, okay? <laughs> I see. Okay. <laughs> so guys, In the Chair is uh, another part of uh, shop talk. Um, it, it has a shot flavor, but it's like being in a hot chair. So what I'm going to do, you know, it's going to be real cool for real. Right. What I'm going to do is just ask Miss Ashley a few questions. You got to answer these questions within 30 to 45 seconds. So I'm going to run off like maybe like eight questions. Oh, and you okay. just got quick twitch. Okay. 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 All right. <clears throat> Omarion or Idris Elba? <laughs> Idris Elba? <laughs> I'm about to say, I could have said Kevin Samuel. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Uh, your man in a suit or gray sweatpants? Suit. Suit? Yes. Oh. All right. Uh, would you prefer going to a basketball game or a comedy show? Probably a basketball game. Basketball game? Yes. Okay. Okay. Dave Chappelle or Kevin Hart? Dave Chappelle, most definitely, hands down. Okay. Yep. Facebook or Instagram? Neither. <laughs> Which one do you spend the most time on? Facebook. Okay, Facebook. <laughs> All right. Okay. Um, what is one thing that men do that makes you angry? <laughs> um, she just thinks like, oh 20 God. things went through her mind that fast. What's one? <laughs> um, okay. One thing men do that makes me angry. Um, automatically talking about sex. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
That's real. Yeah. Okay. No substance. So you better talk yeah, about some you substance. Talk about something else. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much, Miss Ashley. Welcome. That wasn't too bad. That wasn't right? too bad. I was like, oh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, last but not least, uh, Miss Ashley, where can people find you on social media? I am on Facebook. Ashley Page is my name. All right. All right, guys. Thank you again for joining us at the Locks Lounge with your host Tim Nicholas. Please make sure you like share and follow the locks lounge podcast on ig facebook twitter and youtube where we are living to overcome cultural stereotypes be blessed have a good night all right